Hello and welcome to Chick Flicks. I'm Mackenzie Chapman. And I'm Bridget Hovell, and this is a Chicklet, a mini episode of Chick Flicks where we have a quick discussion of a new movie or TV show. Today we're talking about It Chapter 2, the sequel to 2017's It, based on a novel by Stephen King. In Chapter 2, the losers, now adults, must reunite in their hometown of Derry, Maine, to once more take on the demonic clown Pennywise. <laughs> so I saw It Chapter 2 last night. Um, mm-hmm. In, oh, not not at night. I saw it four o'clock. <laughs> it was like the saddest time to go to the movie theaters on the weekend. Uh, and there was like four other people in my theater. I know it made a bunch of money, but it was em- empty at four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. It's sad at that time, too, because when you you go in and it's daytime and then you leave and it's nighttime coming night. Yes. yes. Or it, night. I purposely did that because I was like, this is a long movie and... I don't want to get too sleepy later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This movie was way too fucking long. And, yeah. like, there are some movies that are long for a reason and have the plot to carry out their length. <laughs> this movie did yeah. not have the plot to carry out its length. No. I thought it was so I, repetitive. It, it really was. I'm trying to think back and about, like, what actually happened. And, you know... Not a lot. Not mu- not much. Not much. <laughs> so they reconvene in Derry after 27 years because it Pennywise is back and mm-hmm. starting to kill kids and other people again. And the the plot of the movie can be described as like they reconvene. There's one sequence where they find like special talismans, then they kill it, and that's the yeah. entire movie. <laughs> and the talisman thing like is so like pointless too it's I feel like. almost like why even have split the movies into two if you're gonna yeah. contain 50 percent of the first movie in the sequel you know like yeah. the flashbacks gave you too much context it was like right. we've all fucking seen the first movie we don't need to be reminded of yeah these kids yeah why split it into like a kid version and an adult version when the book was interwoven yeah right? yeah so the book I- and yeah. like the, the this one yeah you're right it didn't there were so many flashbacks yeah there are way too many flashbacks and like they didn't really serve any purpose i feel like the movie was like being stuck in a haunted house where you keep getting trapped in like the same repetitive rooms over and over where it's like mm-hmm. and now someone like finds a cgi monster by themselves mm-hmm. and they run out screaming you know and just mm-hmm. that way too many times what did you think of the adult cast i thought they like were cast really well like they all looked exactly like their younger actors yeah like i even ben yeah who looks like really different he weirdly looks like he's like the same so little much eyebrow yeah structure. it's so weird like the eye yeah his eyes yeah it's, it's weird i i loved i thought my favorites were bill Hader, obviously like yeah shining star uh yeah and i really liked uh the actor who played mike he's the old spice guy um okay yeah i thought he like got a lot more to do this movie too which i was really happy mm-hmm. about still mm-hmm. not quite as realized as the other characters i yeah. think like he never still felt like an outsider kind of yeah to the group. and like and- they all had a good like back and forth with each other except for it seemed like mike which i i don't know i felt bad about. and it is kind of he's so he's the only black character person of color in the movie mm-hmm. he's the one who remains behind in Derry. and mm-hmm. in the book it's kind of more explicitly stated that the rest of the losers when they leave Derry, they all become very successful and like mm-hmm. rich um mm-hmm. like bill becomes a writer um mm-hmm. ben becomes an architect and mike 
is just a librarian and he stays in Derry. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's in- like, it would have been interesting if they had like touched on that more or like made that more apparent. And that leads me mm-hmm. to like my main gripe with these movies is both of them. One and two is that, um, I think in Stephen King's novel, he makes it much more apparent that Pennywise is like connected to the town's racism and like violence mm-hmm. and sexism mm-hmm. and bigotry mm-hmm. and like feeds off that. And it's like a symbiotic relationship. But mm-hmm. in both of these movies, like, the movie starts with these two gay men getting attacked and then one of them is mm-hmm. i guess both of them actually are killed by pennywise because you see the the second guy later with his face like uh mike sees him in a vision um oh i'm sorry not mike richie sees him uh but those in like that incident isolated felt so abrupt and kind of like upsetting because yeah it wasn't couched I in think. anything it wasn't connected. Like it felt like. Yeah, I th- I agree too. It was like gratuitous. Yeah, I just like we did not need to see all that like horrible violence on gay people. It's like, it's like we don't need that. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw someone tweet like <laughs> when Pennywise is killing little kids. Like I was like, yes, Pennywise, and then he kills two gay men, and I'm like, what, Pennywise? And <laughs> it's true. Like. <laughs> um i don't know i i guess it's just that but because there's more of a real credible threat in our world of violence to gay men than there is to Mm -hmm. like little children being attacked by a clown that's why it reads differently yeah i think so i also think you're right that it it sort of like touches upon that it's like feeding off of the like hatred and bigotry in the dairy but it sort of focuses it more on like fear in general which seems just Mm. kind of like lazy it is lazy like oh he wants you to feel fear that brings me to did you catch that richie was supposed to be gay too uh yeah i mean like in this movie yes but i was like why did they do this they felt very weird they like i feel like they like just did not deliver on it at all. Like I would, I mean, it's obviously yeah. like fine if Richie's gay, but they, You're right. they made him seem like closeted and that he was mm-hmm. a source of shame for him. And then they like did yeah. not continue. Right. It didn't seem like they, it, it was sort of like they at the last minute, like added something in or they like didn't really think about it. Yeah. And it, I was so confused too. Cause I thought like I had such a hard time like keeping the, all the tra- like, track of all of them yeah. and who was who and like the names of all of them too especially so like when at the end Richie like it, in a flashback it shows him like carving initials into the yeah. like bridge or whatever that's like R for Richie and and you don't see the other letter but I was like oh it's gonna be an S for Stanley and then at the end he does a, e. what is it a, e, a, for Rich- a, e for Eddie yeah, E for Eddie. And then I was like, wait, whose name started with an E? And I, like, couldn't think of it. I was just like... Oh, my gosh, yeah. And I will say that, like, my favorite part of the movie was the beginning montage where you're, like, catching up with them as adults. And I realized mm-hmm. that I love getting to know you montages or, like, mm-hmm. flash-forward montages. And it made me think mm-hmm. of the Digimon movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Where, like, you catch up I with love... all the kids doing different yes. stuff. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's, like, one of the best ones because... You get you see them first when they're like five, and then they're all te- like cool teenagers. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I was, of course, I was like, yes, yes. Watching that in the beginning of this movie, I was like, ooh, and they were like being really fancy with their camera work and like their mm-hmm. editing. Yeah. Um, 
One, uh, we did not need, there were so many shots, like, this movie did not take itself seriously, like, at all, I feel like. It no. was, I felt like I was getting pranked. Like, yes. when the shot in the catching up montage with Richie, Bill Hader's character, oh. the first shot we see of him is the, is, we're where it's like our perspective shot yeah yeah and he's like vomiting onto the camera pretty much and i was like why this i think that this movie had such a problem with its with like figuring out its tone and like what it wanted to be because it was like okay it's a it's a horror movie it's a scary movie but also it's a movie about friendship and love Mm -hmm. and believing in yourself like at the end of the movie when we got like our fifth cheesy voiceover of yearbook platitudes I was like, what the fuck? It just felt so discordant. <laughs> also, I mean, like, so the one character, Stanley, kills himself at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then he they all get a suicide note from him at the end of the movie. And his suicide mm-hmm. note is like, well, I got to kill myself. But don't stop believing in who you are. Stand yeah. up. Believe. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> it was also, I like laughed al- out loud like a lot. And so did our entire theater really like our theater was like pretty packed we saw it on a tuesday night which is like discount day oh cool so like everyone goes on tuesdays and everyone was laughing when i when we left i actually heard people i heard people be like that was not scary that was just funny (laughs) yeah it was just so uneven and like they could have made a really scary like an I just don't think it was scary. I don't know. I didn't think yeah. either of them were scary. I thought it relied too much on CGI and not like yeah. suspenseful setups or tension. Yeah. As I was watching it, though, like I was thinking that, or at least I felt this way with the first one, how like it does sort of feel like you're going through a haunted house almost yeah. in a way that like there is like every single type of like horror element and it's sort of ridiculous in that way. Yeah. And I was like, this is like, a perfect movie to throw on like at a Halloween party or something, you know? Cause like every mo, like at least with the first one, like there are a lot of like just scary moments. I feel like. Yeah. Every scene is a setup to a CGI monster coming out and scaring someone. Exactly. Um, and shout out to the monstrous feminine lady. Yeah. Barbara Creed. Um, for sure. And like, I think in the novel, Stephen King is really particular about like what different monsters scare the children and like specifically why they're scary. So uh, like Eddie gets a leper because he's like concerned about his health and he's paranoid mm-hmm. and like um, what's that word when you think you're sick all the time? Hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. And like Beverly gets uh, both period blood gushing everywhere and as mm-hmm. an adult an old naked lady in her childhood home and i was like wow they're really hitting it over the head with beverly okay. you know it's like her whole thing is that she's the girl so she gets daddy yeah. issues menstrual blood and a love triangle um fuck yeah i also laughed out loud at the end when ben and beverly are on like a yacht with a dog yeah <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> you know, they like had all this time the movie's almost three hours long and they never touch upon like Beverly's abusive husband again or like mm-hmm. uh I don't know it's just weird I thought the love triangle was very misshapen yeah it was very weird it, James McAvoy was so forgettable James McAvoy too. sucked in this I yeah. feel like he is a wildly uneven performer like sometimes yeah. I see him and stuff and I really like him and then I'm like mm-hmm. what is he doing yeah he also had like a little I, did you notice a little like rogue from the x-men white chunk yeah. in his hair yeah yeah <laughs> 
That was so weird. He was like a completely different person too when he was like in his writing job than when he was back in Derry, which I guess could be cool. Like yeah. he was like reverting to his childhood self, but like mm. it was just it just added. But because it, his performance was like not good, it just seemed like he was a bad. It was just bad. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty wooden. Um, Finn Wolfhard's face had to be edited because he grew up so much between the filming of the two movies and it was so frightening it, you could just tell it was like there's something uncanny about it because yeah it was like too smooth. they should have just done it all at once like if they yeah I, don't know, you know. I think what happened was they liked the kid cast so much they decided to bring them back for more which was a bad idea because no one yeah. needed that much of them in this movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I, agree. Ugh, yeah. I do love the shazam kid the kid from shazam which, you which one's that. he? Sam's good. He's the little... Oh, Eddie! Uh, little baby Eddie? Yeah. I think so. Yes, he's so cute. Jack Grazer. I think he's adorable. Yeah. He's, he's really, really good, cute. too. I like his, yeah. like, angry little energy. Uh, yeah, he's so funny. He's, like, he has similar energy in Shazam. He's good. Really? Oh, yeah. that's so cute. Um, did you find any of the CGI scares particularly upsetting? No, I don't think so. Like, I'm trying to think. I thought the coolest part was when... Uh, Stanley's head grew legs. Yeah, that in was the pretty haunted freaky. House. But I wasn't like scared. I was just like, oh, this is, I don't know. I was like, this is cool. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, the part that scared me the most was when Bowers, Henry Bowers, is in the insane asylum and he sees a balloon underneath his bed and you're like, is the balloon going to pop? Like anytime yeah. there was a balloon popping, I was like, oh, just let it happen. So yeah, I was most yeah. scared by the balloons. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I'm trying to think too uh, if anything with like Bowers scared me really. I thought uh, you know so in the book not to just keep talking about the book but like um, there's like okay. a few Pennywise puppets and like Bowers is one of them and then Beverly's abusive husband is the other like he comes to town too and like tries oh, to wow. track her down. Yeah, I thought that would have been good and like given Beverly yeah. more to do and just like added an extra element yeah. to the movie. But whatever. I really liked Stephen King's cameo. I thought he was a good little actor in it, and yeah, was proud of him. He's he's old now. He's so old, old Stephen. <laughs> I didn't realize like it, that cameo was so obvious. It made me realize, oh, he's like. Then I watched Pet Cemetery after, and I was like, wow, he's the priest. Yeah, I just like it made me realize he probably has done a bunch of cameos, Wait, and then I looked what it was up, that and he sh- has done. What was that show about motorcyclists? Uh, gang, motorcycle gang men the in a motorcycle sons game. of anarchy yeah he's he has like a character in that like really a recurring character yeah that's crazy yeah. wait why i have no idea he, why i think okay. he liked the show i was like and, did he write that or no, something he did <laughs> like, not write it that's so funny though right that's so cute um mackenzie what are your final thoughts and rating for it chapter two i'd love to see it i think that while I was watching it, I had a good time, but the more I think about it, the angrier I get at it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I would like to watch it again because I think that all of the parts that I enjoyed were just me laughing at the mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it like a three and a half. Yeah. Ooh, lowest. Lowest I, yet. <laughs> I I agree. Like, you, if you're going to make me sit in a fucking seat for three hours almost... I was so bored at times and I couldn't wait for it to end. And I just thought it was so mm-hmm. cheesy and it wasn't scary enough. So it just, I don't know. It didn't captivate me at all. I liked a lot of the acting, but, um, 
Yeah, just could have been a lot better. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. And now it's done. (laughs) (laughs) It would really help us out if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChickFlixPod and email us at ChickFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Our next episode will air on September 30th and we'll close out our month of Stephen King. We will be talking about Misery and Christine. Chickflix is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Many thanks to Tim Grieve Carlson for our music, and thank you for listening to Chickflix. Bye! Bye.